Hello everyone, welcome to Soulmates Podcast. This is Emily. And this is Rachel. Today is another episode in our K-pop legend series. This one is all about our girl, Soon Mi. Legend influencer. <laughs> she only releases bangers. She's often like the start of many trends in South mm-hmm. Korea and even in K-pop too. Like we've seen like Oh, Sunmi did this in her music video, and then you see it again and again and again and again from other artists. Mm-hmm. So she is a trendsetter. She is that bitch. Yeah. Like, very simply put. Her stage name is Sunmi, but her legal name is Lee Sunmi, and she is a singer, dancer, songwriter, and record producer. She debuted in 2007 as a member of the girl group Wonder Girls and in 2013 as a solo artist. So we're going to specifically talk about her solo work. We are here to focus on the individual. Yes. I think Sunmi might be the youngest K-pop legend we've done so far. We're branching out. There are definitely people that we have like on our list in the back of our minds for future episodes. Um, But if you think of anyone that you would like us to do next, you can always leave us a comment or send us an email, whatever you'd like to do, and we'll do it. So we decided we wanted to do a legend episode about her because she has her own branded subgenre of K-pop. And that is very special. It is called Sunmi Pop. That's awesome. <laughs> so she's known in the industry to have created her own musical style and she calls it Sunmi Pop. And of course, because she calls it Sunmi Pop, everyone else does. It maintains K-pop's core influences like pop, disco, rock, traditional Korean music, and like retro 80s stuff, mm-hmm. and also city pop elements. Yes. And you take all of that and you mix it with Sunmi's own defined musical identity. Emily, really quick, for those of you who don't know what city pop is, can you define city pop? It's like really catchy 80s inspired elevator music. <laughs> Yeah, it's very light. Light and bright. It's like soft synth. Yeah. So the main characteristic of Sunmi Pop is defined by the emotions that the songs convey and that they provoke in the listener. The songs feature upbeat dance rhythms and they have lyrics with metaphors and double meanings that slightly conceal a sense of cynicism. If you watch the noir music video, it's not very slight. You get it. Mm. It is in a lot of her songs. Yeah, so according to Sunmi, quote, There's always a slightly sad emotion that permeates my music. No matter how excitingly I sing the song, it's energetic and happy, but with a sense of sadness. End quote. She is a millennial bitch. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. So yeah, Sunmi pop. It's bangers, quite simply. Mm -hmm. It's bangers that make you think. Yeah. So since Gashina, which is a very popular song Sunmi released, mm, I want to say like five years ago, maybe, (laughs) I don't know, time all blends together for me, Um, her title tracks have featured these double meanings and word plays in the song title, such as Siren, which expresses both the meaning of the warning sound, the siren, and the mythological figure that drags you to your death, the siren, (laughs) Um, (laughs) and La La Le, which both refers to the act of flying like a butterfly and the word Nalari, meaning punk or partygoer in Korean. Additionally, Gashina, heroine, siren, black pearl, curve, La La Le, and tail 
all present metaphors in the lyrics, thus defining Sunmi's style of expression. It really makes you think. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really appreciate the creativity behind that. And it's great that as a solo artist, she gets to choose that stuff and like choose her artistry like that. I, I think that's a common theme with our K-pop legends is like they really get to bring their own flavor into things and they have more control over what they're releasing and even down to the song's name like this. So I think that's really cool. I mean, you don't become a K-pop legend by doing what everyone else is doing. 100%. Yeah. So let's bring it all the way back to 1992. To babyhood. (laughs) (laughs) The babyhood, yes. (laughs) Soonmi was born on May 2nd, 1992 in Iksan. Ani! I'm sorry. Girl! She's both of our Anis. I know. By a couple of months. By a couple of months. (laughs) She first decided she wanted to become a celebrity when she was 12 after her father was admitted to the hospital due to complications from pulmonary tuberculosis. Ooh. Because of my job, I know what that looks like, and it is not That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. She was inspired by Boa, who debuted at the age of 13, and she thought it was the fastest way for her to make money in order for her to take care of her mom and two younger brothers. Oh my gosh. A very tough situation wanting to become like the breadwinner for her family. Like that's the reason she got into the industry, especially so young. She was a trainee with JYP Entertainment at 14 and her dad passed away three months before her debut with Wonder Girls. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a really rough childhood. Honestly, like going through the loss of your father like that. And Mm -hmm. feeling the need to save the family, like, there's just a lot of responsibility. It's a heavy weight at such a young age. I get the jadedness (laughs) now. Yeah. So Wonder Girls, the group, debuted with the single Irony on February 10th, 2007, and they quickly rose to stardom with their hits Tell Me, So Hot, and Nobody, all within two years of debuting so Soonmi was on the right track. She's like, good, I got in the right company, and I'm making waves within my first two years of debuting. Everything's coming up Millhouse. Yes. So despite the fact that Wonder Girls was doing really, really well, Soonmi was finding it hard to keep going on with the group. It was taking up so much of her life. And she had other things that she wanted to pursue. You know, when you've been working since you're 14 for a single goal, and then you accomplish that goal, what do you do after? Yeah. So in January 2010, JYP announced that Soonmi would actually be postponing her musical career to pursue her studies. So she actually was like, became a major celebrity and then was like, actually... I'm going to go to college. Honestly, smart. I get that feeling from her that she was always like responsible and wanting to take responsibility for things. And I'm sure she was thinking ahead and being like, this music career isn't going to last forever. And I need to go to school to get some sort of training and education under my belt, too. She majored in musical theater at Dongguk University, 
Um, and she did that for a while. And then in August of 2013, they were like, she's joining Wonder Girls again. <laughs> Briefly, she returned to Wonder Girls and also at this time is debuting as a solo artist. So that's where the real money is. Yeah. <laughs> She made her official debut stage on August 22nd on Mnet's M Countdown, and her debut single, 24 Hours, was released on August 26th, 2013, and subsequently achieved an all-kill on music charts. So that means it's number one, number one, number one on multiple streaming charts. It's a banger of a song. Let's listen to that right now. So, as Emily just said, uh, Sunmi briefly returned to the Wonder Girls in around 2013-2015 for their album Reboot. And on January 26, 2017, it was announced that the Wonder Girls were to disband. Um, So, very brief (laughs) reboot there. um, After an unsuccessful contract renewal negotiation with Sunmi and Yeon. The group released their final single, Draw Me, on February 10th, 2017, which also served as a celebration for their 10th anniversary. That year, Sunmi signed with Make Us Entertainment and released her single that I'm sure you all have heard, Gashina. The song debuted at number two on the Ga-On digital chart before topping the chart the following week and was named the third best K-pop song of 2017 by Billboard. Let's listen to that song right now. Yes. <laughs> Sungmi returned with the single titled Heroin on January 18th, 2018. She described the single as a prequel to Gashina, and on September 4th, she released her second EP titled Warning, along with the lead single Siren. From February to June of 2019, she held her first world tour performing in 18 cities across Asia, America, and Europe. Let's listen to Heroin and Siren right now and jam out just a little bit. From that time, um, she released such bangers as Gotta Go, Pora Pipam, <laughs> Tail, and You Can't Sit With Us, and Go or Stop, which is, ugh, those songs. 
Okay, like, before we go on, we gotta talk about these songs and music videos, because every single one of these is so fucking good. Puerto Palm is like this light, breezy, almost retro-y, bubbly, and she's wearing this beautiful purple, and it's so good, and then tail. Mm-hmm. Tail! Mm-hmm. Like, the choreography in tail. Like, she's on all fours, and then one leg is up that's acting like a scorpion tail. It's so it's good. <laughs> fucking amazing. And she's like a, a nine-tailed fox. She's a scorpion. She's danger. She's sexy. Yes. She's everything. <laughs> she just fucking serves in that music video. She's like, eat it, and we do. <laughs> Tea. Left no crumbs. <laughs> You Can't Sit With Us is a uh, early 2000s throwback. So it has like elements of clueless, uh, especially mean girls. I mean, it's called You Can't Sit With Us. Yeah. So it has all of this stuff plus zombie thriller. Yes. Her ex-boyfriend is a zombie and she's like, stop calling me. And then they, like, go to a video rental store and they're shooting up a bunch of zombies. It's a whole fucking movie. And at the end, they make up. And she's like, okay, you can be my boyfriend again. I guess. (laughs) I love it. The aesthetics for that were so on point. They were so good, yeah. And the cinematography for that video was so detailed, so correct. Like, yes. You have to watch it. It is so good. And then she becomes our cyberpunk queen. Yes. And go or stop. Oh my god. I know. She's so versatile. And like, in all of her music videos, you just come out of it like, I want all of those clothes. I want to wear all of those clothes. <laughs> I know. Her style is great. Ugh, so good. And and go or stop, it's like Matrix inspired. Yeah. And uh she's wearing like black leather. It's an electronic song and it's really different from what she's done before. And it's just good. It's just uh it's so good. It's like dark sued me. Yeah. So I want us to listen to every single one of these songs. However, uh we are just gonna listen to Purapi Pom, You Can't Sit With Us, and Go or Stop. Try not to let the slayage um, completely destroy you.
So Sunmi's latest release is the single Heartburn. It was released on June 29th and she was like, I'm a redhead now. Deal with it. (laughs) I'm different. Deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) She is actually currently on another world tour, the 2022 Sunmi tour, Good Girl Gone Mad. I looked at dates and of course... (laughs) The date for uh, that would be closest to me, I will not be in the country. <laughs> so of course. <laughs> I feel like like three artists that I wanted to see are all touring at the exact same time when I'm not going to be in the country. <laughs> of course, you know. She did it to spite me, specifically. Yeah. <laughs> so... Another, not another thing, but just in addition to things that set Sunmi apart is that she has always shared her wish of wanting to try new ideas, working with other producers, exploring new genres, exploring different themes, aesthetics, and sounds. Every single time that she's releasing music, she has all these creative ideas and is not afraid to think out of the box. Like, yes, she does have her genres sun me pop but i feel like that spans so much now like Mm -hmm. maybe sun me pop could be you know that could like box in maybe her earlier releases but i feel like lately she's really been branching out into a lot of different sounds and styles and i don't know if you could really put her in a single genre anymore i feel like she's branching across many genres at all times i feel like sun me pop is a vibe yeah (laughs) it's not even a sound it's just a vibe (laughs) yeah i think that's what it's gonna be going forward in her career i am so excited for her because she is not stopping anytime soon i'm excited she is the trendsetter she is the girl like the main character of k-pop sometimes (laughs) yeah i think it's really interesting too because sunmi is our age she's 30 Mm -hmm. and I feel like at this age, a lot of K-pop artists are no longer the hottest, newest trendsetter, you know, on the scene. But I feel like Sunmi has kept her place. Like, she hasn't really, I don't want to say devolved, but she hasn't really, like, gotten the place of someone like Boa, you know, where it's like, she's the grandmother of K-pop. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's still cool, but, like, in a way that, like, Madonna is cool. You know, mm-hmm. it's she doesn't seem like the most relevant artist. But Sunmi has seemed to avoid that label, at least in my opinion. Yeah. And it's not like she looks like an old hag. I, no. We joke about hags, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, no. her, her skin is the smoothest fucking... I mean, she I looks very young still. She does not... Even though 30 is not old, really. But in, in terms <laughs> of K-pop artists... Yeah, it yeah. is older. It, it's definitely older when people are debuting at like 15, which exactly gives me hives. <laughs> I'll be interested to see if she can keep the same sort of influence over the next few years, because there are some younger artists that I think, you know, are also setting trends. Like all of the girls in Blackpink, they are definitely setting trends. Not, I don't think as solo artists yet, but as a group, yes. I think BB is a very influential young artist too, but she's a rapper. She's not, Mm -hmm. you know, a singer like Sunmi. So I can't really think of a parallel except for maybe um, Chung Ha, but I feel like Chung Ha's influence still isn't as big. 
Well, Chung Ha's influence is tampered by her piece of shit company. Right. Bungling all of her releases. Right. So I'm sure there's, yeah, that that goes into it too. Like Sunmi's yeah. label is not hindering her creativity because it works every single time. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is like the billboard artist for them. Right. That tiny label, you know? Right. And I know I said we weren't going to get into Wonder Girls, but I have to bring up the fact that Wonder Girls were touring in the United States and releasing English songs before any other Mm -hmm. group. They had a song called Like Diamonds with Akon completely in English. That came out, it was pre-2014, because I remember listening to it while I was at my job in college. Yeah. Like, they also toured with the Jonas Brothers. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. They opened for the Jonas Brothers in that time. Huh. Okay. They also had, like, their own movie. I think it was on Nickelodeon or something like that. So Wonder Girls are pretty much the first girl group to really have a hold in the American market. Mm -hmm. And I think that more people should know about that. Yeah. I I feel like a lot of people think it started with Psy, but you have to realize that K-pop was a thing since the early 90s. Like, there were influences even that rippled across the Pacific Ocean to the United States far before Psy. Psy could not have been Psy without infiltration. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pre-infiltration. I just feel like more people need to put respect on the Wonder Girls and Soon-Me. Like, they did that. Yes. And I'm sure it was not easy, you know, English as your second language, you're touring with English-speaking artists in an English-speaking country. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that was not easy at all. And I just have to give props to all of them. Yes. I mean, ladies, y'all did that. (laughs) Yes, you did. They performed on Stephen Colbert, too, I think. No, that was um, Rain. I feel like they did perform, though. Hold on. Wonder Girls on the Wendy Williams Show, 2009. Wonder Girls was on Wendy Williams in 2009. Mm-hmm. My brain just exploded. Oh my god. <laughs> they all saw the MTV World stage in 2010. They performed Nobody. What other K-pop group was on Wendy Williams' show? Not anymore. <laughs> She's off the air. Exactly. No one can take it away from them. You lost your chance. I am literally the freaking brain exploding emoji <laughs> right now. I can't believe they were on Wendy Williams. <laughs> Yeah. Props to your mama. Mm-hmm. They did that. They did that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Let's uh, wrap this up with our weekly K-pop recommendations. I am going to recommend Porapipam by Sunmi. I'm going to recommend Gashina. We are going to be at Dragon Con. Dragon Con. Which is happening right now. Happening right Dragon now. Con. we have three panels they are all on sunday come say hi we have buttons we got ribbons um come talk about your favorite k-pop people come talk about your favorite k-dramas come talk about your favorite anime this season rachel is actually gonna be there this year um i am forcing her to come and partake in all of my favorite things to do at dragon con which includes putting on a bunny costume oh my god (laughs) so uh we're going to have a good time and we hope to see you guys there. Just check the Dragon Con app 
or you can go to our Facebook page and look at our events. So speaking of Facebook, you can find Soulmates Podcast on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Soulmates Podcast. You can find us on Instagram where we have our link tree to all of our relevant social accounts at Soulmates Podcast. Send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. Check out some videos of us on YouTube where you can find us also looking sweaty and queer (laughs) under our channel name at Soulmates Podcast. You can find this program pretty much anywhere podcasts can be found. iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify, wherever you're listening right now. Make sure you like and you subscribe so you can listen to us every other Friday. We'll see you guys in person at DragonCon. And we'll see you guys in the internet ether in two weeks. Bye. Bye.